podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wiz and Ashes Daily Podcast. And breathe. What a day. What a test match. What a series. And you just couldn't quite shake Australia off all day. And when Johnny Bairstow felt even needing 90 to win with four wickets in hand, it seemed like that might be that for the Ashes and for who knows what else. But Harry Brook was brilliant and Chris Wokes was brilliant. And then Mark Wood came in and did what Mark Wood seems to do yeah, now. Mark Wood, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and he saw England home by three wickets. The, the Ashes are alive, Jim. How, how are you feeling? <laughs> Oh, I feel great now. I was really twitchy. Um, we, we had our little luncheon together, didn't we? And we sort of asked each other how we were feeling. And I was definitely on the twitchier end of the, twitchier end of the scale. Um, and uh, it, was, uh, it was a mad sort of 10, 15 minute period after lunch with Stark uh, and getting uh, Bairstow and Stokes fell pretty quickly as well, didn't he? And it was all looking a bit dicey. And uh, I mean, yeah, that amazing partnership between Brooke and Wokes got us over the line, really. Just, I mean, Brooke, uh, Brooke fell just before the end and Wood came in with a dashing cameo to uh, see it home for England. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was just extraordinary, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, the, the crowd was amazing, that the swings from one side to the other, the actual cricket was obviously a, a, a very high quality. I mean, test cricket is just, just so good, isn't it? Uh, that, the Mark Wood, Chris Wokes part especially was amazing because there's, yeah. there's something about about three wicker wins, which I'll just say I did predict it would be three wickets yesterday. You did, you did. Uh, but there's something about them where the crowd gets about five minutes to actually enjoy it, don't they? <laughs> it's not like it's, it's, <laughs> it's tense almost the whole time, but there's that little bit at the end where they can sort of, the cheers are a bit more like, way yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than like having that relief to them. But the yeah. atmosphere was just unreal, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I went out on the balcony actually, so I finished my OEO shift just about half an hour after um, lunch and went out on the balcony and then just refused to move from there during that partnership. And yeah, the atmosphere was just just incredible. Um, Wood even gave a shout out to the the northern crowds after the match, um, and then someone just pointed out to me on the, on the internet that um, England don't play a northern Test match in 2027, which is a bit of a shame. But definitely, one thing from this week was the um, it's a knowledgeable and very up for it crowd here yeah. at Headingley. Actually, one of my favourites from the Test match was a combination of that, yeah. which is when Mitchell Marsh went to pick up the ball. I think. Maybe it was on the, the second evening, possibly. Uh, and so he picks it up and then realised just after he picked it up that he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and that England could appeal for oh, yeah. an obstruction of the field decision they wanted. And England obviously appeal, but you had a crowd appeal. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. was a, a loads of like, you know, being not, not liking the Aussies, being really pissed, but also knowing the game in that, yeah, which yeah, is great. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's go back to Harry Brook a bit, I guess. Okay. Because uh, he had a weird sort of Ashes series, hasn't he? I mean, he looked good at Edgebaston. There was, you know, one freakish dismissal, but he makes 70, 80 odd runs in the game. Uh, made 50 at Lords. Uh, yeah. And yet, it's kind of felt like things have turned quite quickly. There's sort of been a bit of short ball chat around him. Mm-hmm. People thought suggesting that maybe Pat Cummins has his number. Mm-hmm. And then he gets demoted from number three in the chase for this game. Mm-hmm. But he was he was really good, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. And, and you know, if you're crowing about your prediction about it being a three-wicket win, I thought, I think I, said, I predicted Harry, but we'll get an 80, not out. And, you know, he sort of, uh, he just uh, let it go at the end there. But yeah, I think he... He was a bit guilty of giving his wicket away a few times in in this series, um, and today it was a real proper. It was a sort of a number three knock, really, because it was high pressure. It was against top quality bowling that the, the uh, it was relentless and it was manipulating the strike. It was putting away the bad ball, uh, and you know 
he got it to within what I think twenty. Um, it's just shame he shame personally for him that he wasn't there at the end to, to see it home would have been a great moment for him. But I guess he's had a natural drop off because his his numbers were absolutely phenomenal. And and you'll know, but it came up today on the screen that he's what the, one of the quickest to a thousand runs in. Well, yeah, but, but he's the quickest in terms of balls faced. Okay, but se second is Tim Southey. So I don't know okay. if that's a, <laughs> okay, a huge yeah. marker of, of batting quality. But is this a something? Yeah, but I don't know if it says. So he's had a little bit of a drop off. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's still got. Um, He's still got runs in this series. I guess it's just that he came in with such expectation around him and England basically rejigged their side to get him in and that led to the, the best of folks sort of debate. And uh, it felt like, yeah, in front of his home crowd, that was a real special, special innings. Yeah, and I suppose actually that period when he came into bat, although like, it was 20 overs into the innings, it was actually a pretty tough time to bat because that was just after Australia had changed the ball. And we got some stats from Crick that that was actually when the ball swung the most throughout the whole innings, pretty much. Okay. Uh, so like Mitchell Marsh was basically hooping around corners at that point. So yeah. actually, if you're looking for evidence that he can play that sort of bowling, there is some evidence in that, even though it came from number five, weirdly. Yeah. Uh, is that what you do for the next test then? Is, is him at number three, basically? Uh, Stokes was asked, wasn't he, after the, after the match by Atherton during, during the post-match uh, interview, and he said that Moeen basically came up to him and Brendan McCullum last night and said, I want to want I want to go in higher up, I want a sort of piece of the action, and I think I can sort of make a difference in the game. That's just how it works in this team now, right? Like, Pope yeah. sends him a text before last summer saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I bat at three? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And then <laughs> yeah. today, Moeen does it. I mean, you could be doing it if you, if you find Stokes' phone number. Send him a pigeon or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think he said that it was just a thing. It's not going to be a thing for the next match. For the next match, that's not like a permanent move or, or anything. They were just sort of go flying by the seat of their pants a bit. Didn't quite come off today, but you can sort of see the logic around it. You know, um, uh, I, I'm happy with Brooke at, uh, at three. I think um, he's got the game for it. You know, he perhaps needs to rein in some of his attacking shots a little bit if he, if it's going to become a permanent thing. But I don't I don't mind him there at all. And I like. I like the balance of this England batting lineup with Wokes coming in down the order, having a you know a Test century to his name, and it just gives that bit of stability. So you know that was a really really important knock from him today, and a, and a, and a classy one too. Yeah, because it was interesting as well. Because I mean, Moen and five or fifteen, you can't go about success at number three. Mm. Then obviously you've got the Brook innings, which is because partly because down number five maybe, and also you had that he'd like seen offer a come in spell and it felt like a lot of today was just about like yeah you know, like England fans be looking at things like how long is this guy bold for can he go after and, and actually after lunch when Stark and we'll get to Stark who was brilliant yeah uh but um he uh he was in his like third over and I was looking at me like oh, how long Stark got I feel like he's bowling for ages like two 15 balls the blood uh, pressure when Stark and Cummins uh, were bowling for England fans was, I mean, just going through the roof. Where the, there was that drop off when when Marsh and Boland were, 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 you know, the supporting bowlers came on and and Murphy uh, too. There was a sort of a little release of the the pressure valve. But well, certainly when those two, I mean, Mitchell Stark was phenomenal, but Cummins as well. You know, there was even at the end there when it was three wickets and twenty runs. Cummins has got the ball. You think you know he, he could get a hat trick here or something like that and just turn this lurch this game. At, again back to Australia but thankfully they got home yeah uh, should we have should we, should we talk about Australia then because we, we've mentioned that Stark was really good uh, and I guess also there is just there, there was there was a, a big drop of actually from Stark and Cummins to the rest like mm. Boland okay a bit of reversion to me and obviously he can't mm -hmm. average you know, nine or whatever it was in test cricket mm -hmm. forever Todd Murphy I mean I guess he didn't bowl badly as such but he, he got you know mauled by Ben Stokes and then 
I guess it's obviously they're not going to trust him as much as they do Nathan Lyon, but equally, you know, it's, it is a fourth innings chase and your, your spinner's barely, barely bowling. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What, what, I guess what, what, let's talk about Stark, I guess. Mm. Well, like he, he was brilliant and he almost covered up for the fact that they had those weaknesses in their attack, which is impressive. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought that spell this morning and then, and then the one after lunch was, was really a game changer. I thought he'd, he'd massively tilted the scales back to Australia. Um, England did well to, I don't know how many, but again, Ben, you might know how many bowled in that spell, but it felt like he was just bowling and bowling and bowling and, and, and the pressure was really on. So they did do well to get through that period. And then there was a tail off, you know, it is notable. England have attacked Boland and, and sort of um, put him off that nagging line. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can just, you can just feel the tension just go down a little bit um, and, the, and the intensity, I guess, of the cricket go down a little bit when Australia's second string come on. Yeah. And do you reckon Australia... Do they bounce back from this okay? I mean, they, um, you know, they, they've, they've, they've won two close games now. They've lost a close game, albeit mm. they didn't lose it today, right? Mm. Like they, they, they got closer than in a way they deserved. Mm. Um, do you think they, I mean, I guess there's also a break between those sisters. Do they just, just regather? I think uh, the, the break will probably do both sides good, you know, in terms of resting and also, um, There'll be eight days of noise, you know, for the Ashers and it'll build up to this big thing for Manchester. I think that um, someone said to me in the pub last night, this game's going, this series, sorry, is going two ways. It's 5-0 Australia or it's 3-2 England. Those are the only two possible results. Uh, and England coming back 2-1. I mean, I don't think that is the case. Australia could easily, that's what happened after Headingley last time in 2019, Australia bounced back and won at Old Trafford. Um, I, I think uh, England will take a lot of heart from that. Um, match because actually if Joe Root catches Mitchell Marsh on 12 then the margin of victory is a, is, is a lot bigger and that was a that was a big drop and Marsh's Marsh's innings really held that um, Australian first innings together and set a, a semi-imposing target so you know England it felt like England have made the running in a lot of these tests and then given away crucial opportunities to really sort of ram it home whereas in this test even though they had a little bit of a flutter they managed to get over the line yeah, it's actually that gap between this test and the next test is actually, that's part of what makes this win so big, I think. Like, I think that um, the thing that would have felt really bad is facing that, like, that 10, uh, however it is, that 10-day stretch where you're like, God, what do I even think about for this time? You know, there's like, you know, you've spent so much energy thinking about it. And then, like, whereas when it gets to Old Trafford, even if England lose there, it's two back-to-back -back tests. At least it's all over quite quickly, even if that yeah. loss happens. Like, the dead rubber will still be a dead rubber, but at least there's not a a dead bit yeah. before it and also the teams can sort of regroup and just go just fully at each other for, for, for 10 days and that's great mad. isn't it you really want it you want to see full strength sides going at each other that's why it was a shame that, that Lyon got injured because he does you know Australia are definitely a, a weaker side without him um, and you know hopefully Wood will, will be able to pull through that eight, eight or nine days or whatever it is Mark Wood has got a good chance of, of bowling at Old Trafford and you know England have got selection i don't know if we've got time to get onto it but yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. sort of selection quandaries ahead of that because well, because you, of how, people how doing well wood and wikes now it's, uh, well precisely those two guys who have come in have done the best and been you'd say been the most influential in winning england that game so um england have had this thing where they've been very loyal to their players and they're sticking with them but actually you know in in resting or rotating or dropping um anderson and and tongue for the from the last match that's done them well so it'd be interesting to see what they do with the batting and the bowling um and maybe even the wicket keeping for the next test yeah i guess um it also depends a lot on if stokes can bowl because if stokes can bowl then you can get away with just three specialist seamers and then that actually gives you the the freedom to 
either recall a certain wicketkeeper who maybe we shouldn't get into, but, or, or to just go for like a, a specialist number three, even yeah. like a, like an Alex Lees, possibly. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's an opener, but you know they, they like him and he could do a job. But that is more for 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 you know for next next week and next time. I mean, that's an hour right there, right? Yeah. Should, should we should we just go back just a little bit today, just just yeah. reveling it a bit more? Uh, just what was your favourite moment from the whole day? There were two Harry Brook. There were back-to-back fours from Harry Brook um, when the when it was sort of like the real nub of the game uh, earlier on, and he um, he smashed two balls through the covers, which I felt was that was the moment when the crowd really came to life. I mean, they were they were cheering every run um, straight away from the get-go this morning, but that felt like literally actually like the very first yeah, yeah, ball because yeah. because you're wondering actually is the crowd going to be fully up for this or is it going to be quite tense? Yeah, Crawley drops that first single and the crowd like, yeah. just lift off. And that feels a long time ago, Crawley yeah. and Ducky. You know, that's how sort of emotionally draining it has been because it's only what four or five o'clock now. Um, so that was a moment. And then from from a sort of a cricket point of view, watching Stark um, tear in uh, and 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 really sort of put the cat amongst the pigeons in that, and, and and you know, really sort of give England a good scare. That was that was quite a visceral viewing as well. Mm. Mine was um, just that first Mark Wood six because you, you sort of think yes. like, he, he can't he can't do it again. Firstly, like surely he can't uh, like try this with this being the situation. And surely mm-hmm. it can't come off, mm-hmm. and it does. Uh, and that yeah, and I genuinely just burst out laughing when that happened. Yeah, and, uh, those and, moments are great, aren't they? They re- that really punch punctured the pressure, I guess. Yeah. And 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 they're such nice blokes, so they seem such lovely blokes. Wood and Wokes are like the nice guys of English cricket, yeah. and that they were there at the end to to see them over the line in the Ashes series was a really, uh, yeah, special little touch. Yeah, it was just, and, and the thing, the other thing with Wokes that had the, the feeling of was that um, that test in, in COVID in 2020, like the mm. classic England one mm-hmm. at Old Trafford. So, you know, just across the road mm-hmm. or whatever uh, against against Pakistan, where again, it was uh, England were basically out, big partnership. Yeah, with Butler, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then again, you had Butler getting out towards towards the end and then, yeah. uh, and then England still just yeah just seeing at home. God, Test cricket is good, isn't it? It's great. I mean, he just said I've just uh, read some of his comments after the game, and he said that that gave him a little taste of what it must have been like for Ben Stokes in 2019. And and really, it was. You know, it was he's he's basically shepherded England home in an Ashes Test uh, in an Ashes Test match there to keep the series alive. And he just he just looked pleased as punch walking off. You know, beaming smile and I like that little grey uh, cow's look he's got on his. You know, he's just dreamy, isn't he? So it's yeah. just, it was fantastic that that he was there at the end. You know, in his comeback test yeah just lots and lots of nice boys on, on, on both sides it should be said yeah. and on this podcast yeah <laughs> thank you uh right uh, that is it for us from headingly but don't despair because we'll be back tomorrow for a, a, a longer weekly show to look back at the whole third ashes test yaz will be back on the hosting chair also a bit of time on the on the women's ashes who are staging a, a do or die comeback of their own it's all happening isn't it yeah cricket yeah. cricket good cricket's yeah. good right <laughs> cricket good cheers <laughs> cheers Podcast Network.